didn't realize having a baby and sitting in the back would wait the audience that much further back. I also had an epiphany uh, right as I was about to begin that if I would have just brought him up here, you guys would have been entertained for 20 minutes and um, I can sit back down after just reading a couple verses. Uh, but, um, tonight, um, I, I titled tonight's sermon, Winning the Race in Last Place. Um, and, and before we, uh, we get into a couple questions, I'm going to start by reading Mark uh, chapter 9, verses 35. Mark 9, 35. And it says, and he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Any, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all, and the servant of all. Let's start from the New King James Version. So um, tonight I want to start with a, a couple questions. Um, can I get a show of hands? Who likes winning? Okay. Uh, who likes getting credit for the work that they have accomplished? Some people don't like getting credit. All right. Um, so, uh, I, I thought that most people would agree that winning and getting recognition for our accomplishments are both something that's usually extremely rewarding. Um, but here's some other questions that I want to ask, and you don't have to raise your hands for these. Who likes coming in last place? Uh, who likes uh, doing teamwork and your partner getting all of the recognition? Who likes uh, being on a sports team and only being the backup? Um, who likes writing a paper only to have your name listed lower in the priority of, of first author or second author. In society, we're taught um, to always find ways to get ahead, uh, to get recognition for the things that we've accomplished, um, and to get um, rewarded for your actions. Tonight, we're going to look at uh, winning the race in last place. It doesn't necessarily have to be last place, just not coming in first, maybe not being um, the, the most recognized of, of all of your peers. So tonight, I'm going to look briefly at the life of the Apostle Andrew. Um, and all of the list of the, the Apostles, he's always listed within the first four of the Apostles. He's listed right up there with Peter, James, and John. Um, and uh, when you think about kind of like those list of Apostles, usually those first four are the ones that you really think about being Jesus' inner circle. They're the ones that you see um, with Jesus the most. Um, so they're definitely the ones we hear the most uh, about. So tonight, um, we're going to be looking at uh, Andrew, and we're going to be mainly in the book of John. So let's turn over to John uh, and, and read about the first instance we, we hear um, about Andrew. We're starting in John chapter 1, um, starting in uh, verse 35. The next day, John uh, was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, uh, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Uh, turning around, Jesus um, saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, uh, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and uh, you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent the day with him. It was about the tenth hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two that, uh, who had heard, um, heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. All right, so the first thing uh, that we see, um, the, the first real apostle called out, uh, you, you start to see um, is Andrew, uh, who starts um, by following Jesus. 
Um, we see this as like an immediate reaction to him hearing um, John talking about to behold the Lamb of God. Um, and we see Andrew following from that. Um, and and even, even starting in here, we see that he, he's listed as Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Already in the, in the scriptures, but we, we see him kind of, oh, he's Simon Peter's brother. Simon Peter hasn't even been introduced yet, um, but uh, he, he's already um, taking center stage. Um, so, so when you're asked about who Andrew is, most folks know him as Simon Peter's brother. Even in this passage, he's introduced as that. Some scholars have begun to say that some, maybe his greatest accomplishment, what he's best known for, his biggest act of faith, um, could have been bringing his brother to Christ. It definitely had a great impact um, in, in, in the accounts of the gospel and the accounts of Acts that you see. Um, and then from here on, we hear a little bit less about Andrew and a whole lot more about his brother. Peter, Andrew, James, and John all fished in the same town, and they probably all knew each other growing up, or at least um, around work and around the, the fishing village. Uh, Peter, James, and John all liked being the leader in that group, um, as you can see by some of their arguments about who was the greatest um, of the apostles, who would be sitting at Jesus' right hand. But we see something different from Andrew. So tonight, um, I want to focus on Andrew, the lesser known of the two brothers, and I want to focus on three things that he did in his life. Um, those three things are value, um, value the individuals. We see him, number two, valuing the small things. And number three, value in the inconspicuous service. So let's take a look at value of the individuals. So throughout the life, we see his bigger brother, Peter, or his brother, Peter. I'm not sure if it's actually his bigger brother. Um, but we see Peter. Um, first, we see Peter speaking up a whole lot more in the accounts uh, of the gospel. We see Peter speaking on the day of Pentecost to, to mass numbers. And we see many, uh, we even see letters written by Peter. So he, he clearly is, is the brother who takes center stage. We see quite the contrast in Andrew. We see him working more with individuals. And we don't ever see him getting up and uh, presenting um, a, a major lesson like um, on, on Pentecost. Um, so, but what, what was the first thing that, that happens um, in this passage after um, he found the Messiah? We continue reading um, down in verse 41. It says, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which is uh, which, when translated, uh, is Peter, or, or some uh, translations say stone. So we see one of his, the first acts of, uh, I guess the second act of faith. The first act of faith is to be following Jesus, and the, that second act of faith, he, he immediately knows uh, to go find his brother. Um, and, and you can see how excited he is. Uh, you can see that he's um, studied the Bible, he knows who uh, Jesus the Christ is, um, that he's, he's been called. And um, when he goes to his brother, he says, we have found the Messiah. So this is clearly something that the, the two of them have been searching for um, in, in their life. So he found his brother, and he found his brother and brought him to Christ. So the next uh, um, thing that I want to look at, um, we're talking about uh, um, Andrew looking at individuals, is uh, turning over to John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verses 20 through 22. 
Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at uh, the feast. They came to Philip, who is from Bethsaida in Galilee, uh, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Um, so we can see um, the men who came uh, to Philip wanted to see Jesus, and Philip brought um, them to Andrew first. And this is kind of uh, a good example of, of something that was just minor, maybe in, in the backgrounds um, of kind of acts of faith, things that they, they did. Um, but we, for whatever reason, we see Philip not directly bringing these few men to Christ. Um, maybe we can speculate that uh, he didn't know uh, the value of a, a couple of these men. Maybe we can speculate that he was unsure of the proper protocol of who to bring to Christ. Um, sometimes uh, they, would, they would venture off to kind of uh, be alone, kind of recuperate before they went out and presented um, another lesson. Um, but whatever the reason, um, he ultimately brings them to Andrew, and the decision at that point is to bring these uh, men to Jesus. So this is good kind of for us to think about. Um, most of the, the people that uh, we know or hear about the way that they uh, found their way to Christ was through an individual influencing them. We hear much less about someone purely being baptized because they just happen to walk into a church building on Sunday morning, they happen to hear the greatest sermon of their life, and they were baptized on the spot. Um, sermons are great, um, but there's usually an individual or individuals uh, that have influenced them to be there that have influenced them to be present, that uh, are there to follow up with them after and to really bring them on their walk. So it's great that Andrew was focused on uh, individuals. He also valued the, the small things. Let's take a look back in John chapter 6 at the feeding of the 5,000. John chapter 6, starting in verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over uh, the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed, on those who uh, were deceased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the, pa now the Passover, a feast of Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, uh, where shall we buy bread that these uh, may eat? But this he said to test him, for he knew, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, um, that every one of them may have a little. So before we get to, to Andrew's part in the story, uh, we see Jesus um, going and uh, and a multitude following him. And then Jesus is starts asking the question about how are we going to feed um, this, this crowd. Philip's immediate response is that being a numbers guy, there's just no way we can pay for this. Um, and uh, we knew that he knew that there would just not be enough money to accomplish what Jesus had asked him to do. And the accounts in Matthew, um, Matthew 14, verse 15, says, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place, and the hour's already late. 
send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. So clearly, kind of the consensus for most of the, you know, the disciples were, there's just no way to feed this many people. So um, we see that this was not only the original answer. Uh, we see that not only was the original answer, we did not have enough money, but to send them away. But if we continue reading um, in uh, John 6, um, starting in verse 8, um, it says, One of his disciples, Andrew, again, Simon Peter's brother, uh, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they uh, among so many? Then Jesus said to him, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in, in the place. So the men sat down and numbered about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled the twelve baskets, and the fragments of the five of barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, uh, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, uh, this is truly the prophet who has come into this world. So we see uh, Andrew here um, thinking about kind of the small things. We see Andrew bringing this lad um, to Jesus that just had five loaves of barley and two fish. We can't certainly say that he knew um, that he had found the solution. And we definitely, um, can't imagine that he knew what Jesus would do next. Uh, but he brought the lad to Jesus with some small things and left the rest uh, for Jesus. So third, uh, let's look at the, the value of inconspicuous service. So we all, we all know folks, and I'm guilty too, of not wanting to participate in something unless you can be center stage. Not being in a band unless you're playing the biggest drum. Uh, maybe for me, not playing softball unless I'm playing uh, my so desired position. Not wanting to participate unless it ultimately helps us or gets us recognition. Andrew was willing to be sometimes in the shadows uh, of his brother. And in the shadows of, of James and John, where we see him not speaking up in the same arguments where they, um, um, they fought over who should sit at the right hand of Christ and the left hand. Uh, we see him being willing to be number two as long as things were getting done. Um, we often think that those um, that might be overshadowed by a sibling might uh, find resentment, but we don't see any evidence of that uh, throughout the scriptures. Again, back in uh, Mark um, 9 and 35, um, we're told that if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last and of all and the servants of all. So we need to kind of uh, heed the warnings here um, that, uh, that we shouldn't strive to necessarily be in first place and that there's, there's value in, in doing the small things. So we see here the brother of the most known apostle, we see Andrew, the one who did not uh, take center stage, um, but one who works with individuals, one who works with smaller numbers. So let's just take time uh, tonight and throughout the week to examine our motives. Let us, uh, let us value helping an individual along their walk uh, to, to see Christ. Let us value helping with the small things. Uh, let us not be prideful, but let us value the inconspicuous service. Lord, help
help us to continue to find ways to serve you, no matter how small, no matter how much recognition we get. Um, if anyone um, is here tonight um, that uh, maybe has been too prideful, just hasn't found the value in, in small things and, and, and needs prayers, um, if someone who's, um, has recently heard the gospel and is looking to, to follow Christ tonight, if there's prayers that need to be made known, please come as we stand and sing.